Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. Each of these key scenes has a very specific role in taking the protagonist on a journey from start to finish. And because of that, you can really use these six key scenes to help you craft an outline or a first draft of a story that works. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the key scenes that every horror novel needs to have in order to work and to satisfy fans of the genre. I'm also going to show you how these key scenes show up in one of my favorite horror movies, Alien. So if you're writing a horror novel, then this episode is for you. And if you're not writing a horror novel, don't worry because we're going to cover each of the genres in upcoming episodes. Now, before we dive in, let's quickly talk about what makes a horror story or what makes the horror genre unique. When you think about the horror genre, you might think of things such as psychopaths or aliens, ghosts or creatures with sharp teeth and a dripping maw. But the horror genre is about more than just scary monsters. In fact, I'd say that the beating heart of the horror genre is the knowledge that bad things can happen to good people. And that's because in horror novels, there's usually an ordinary protagonist who gets dragged into some kind of terrible life or death situation. And in order to survive and escape with their life, the protagonist needs to confront and defeat some kind of monster or evil force that's intent on all things death and destruction. Usually there's a large power gap between the protagonist and the antagonist, and because of that, the protagonist has to work extra hard not only to muster up the courage needed to confront the antagonist or the monster with everything they've got, but they also have to fight to their very last breath if necessary. So it's these life and death stakes plus the scary monster or antagonist and this fight for survival that usually happens in rather claustrophobic settings that make the horror genre unique. And not only that, but it's these things that help us writers deliver an emotional experience for our readers, too. Readers choose horror novels because they want to feel that thrill and that terror of being in a life and death situation without actually being in any kind of real danger in real life. So they want to experience what it's like to confront their nightmares and to defeat these scary monsters all from the comforts of their own homes. And like all genre fiction, you have to deliver the emotional experience that readers are looking for in order for your story to work. And in order to deliver this kind of emotional experience, you're going to need to include certain scenes and conventions that readers are going to expect of a novel in your genre. So like I mentioned earlier, today we're going to look at the obligatory scenes of the horror genre. 
And in case you've never heard this term before, obligatory scenes are basically just key scenes. So they're the key events or decisions or discoveries that move the protagonist along his or her journey from point A to point B. So these key scenes are what help us to write a story that works and that are going to help us evoke certain emotional reactions or an emotional experience in our readers. So now let's take a look at what these key scenes are and how they show up in the movie Alien. And if you're wondering why I'm going to walk you through these key scenes in a movie, it's really just because movies require less of a time investment. And I'm hoping you've either seen the movie Alien or that you're at least going to go watch it after listening to this episode to help really cement these key scenes in your mind. So, of course, you can and should study these key scenes in your favorite horror novels if you're writing a horror story. But for today, we're going to look at them in a movie. And as I go through these key scenes, I want you to consider why each of these scenes needs to be in a horror novel or what purpose they serve in the overall narrative. My hope is that you'll notice that each of these key scenes has a very specific role in taking the protagonist on a journey from start to finish. And because of that, you can really use these six key scenes to help you craft an outline or a first draft of a story that works. And one more thing really quick, if you want to see how these key scenes show up in a few other stories, you can check out the blog post that goes along with this episode that also includes examples from The Shining and Halloween. I'll make sure to link to that blog post in the show notes for you guys. There's also a freebie for this episode that is a cheat sheet that lists out each of these obligatory scenes for the horror genre, and you can download that at savannagilbo.com forward slash horror. Okay, so let's dive into the six key scenes that every horror story needs to have. The first key scene your horror story needs is some kind of threat from or an attack by the monster or the antagonist that sets off the whole story. So this is essentially when the protagonist world or the world at large is thrown out of balance because evil's on the loose. And for those of you who like story structure, this is going to be the global inciting incident of your entire story. So in the movie Alien, this is when the crew of the Nostromos receives a mysterious transmission from an unknown entity. And because of this, they decide to extend their trip to investigate possible intelligent alien life. Now, you could argue that this key scene shows up when the alien literally attacks Kane, but that doesn't happen until later on in the movie. And I personally think that the mysterious transmission from the aliens to the crew on the Nostromos is a form of an attack or at least a threat because it's essentially a trap designed to lure them in. So key scene number one is a scene where there's some kind of threat from or an attack by the monster or the antagonist that sets off the whole story. The second key scene you're going to want to include in your story is a scene where the protagonist ignores a crucial warning. So usually there's some kind of warning that would give a normal, reasonable person some kind of misgivings about moving forward. In this scene, the protagonist usually learns and registers some kind of new information, but chooses not to act on it. And by ignoring this warning, the protagonist is essentially committing to the journey ahead that's going to put them on a direct path to a confrontation with the monster. And usually this scene occurs near the end of Act 1. So this scene cements your protagonist's way forward, and usually it's because they're ignoring some kind of crucial warning. So in the movie Alien, this is when Ripley realizes that the incoming transmission was not an SOS for help and that it was actually more of a warning to stay away. And because of this realization, she wants to call the search team back from their investigation, but Ash convinces her not to. So Ripley has a bad feeling. She thinks this is a warning, but Ash tells her it's not a big deal, so she chooses to ignore it. 
And because she ignores it, this is what puts her on that direct path to a confrontation with the alien later in the story. So the second scene you're going to want to have here is a scene where the protagonist ignores some kind of warning and commits themselves to the rest of the story. The third scene you're going to want to include in your horror story is a scene where the true nature of the monster is revealed. So in this scene, the protagonist starts to understand the reality of who or what they're up against. And because of this realization, the protagonist knows that only one of them is going to make it out of the situation alive. So either the protagonist is going to survive or the antagonist or the monster is going to survive, not both. So because of all that, the stakes have now been raised. Usually some kind of clock starts ticking and the protagonist has to essentially move from a reactive state to more of a proactive state. In other words, they have to start operating on the offense instead of constantly being on the defense because now they understand that only them or the monster is going to make it out of this alive. And usually this scene happens around the midpoint of a story or right in the middle of act two. So in the movie Alien, this is where the now grown-up baby alien explodes out of Kane's chest and escapes somewhere into the depths of the ship. Ripley and the crew now know what they're up against. It's an alien, right? The clock is ticking and the Nostromo's crew has to move from a reactive state to a proactive state if they want to survive. So the third scene you're going to want to have here is a scene where the true nature of the monster is revealed. And usually it's this new understanding that ups the stakes and moves the protagonist from a reactive state to a more proactive one. The fourth scene you're going to want to include in your horror story is a scene where the protagonist learns or realizes something that puts them on a path to a confrontation with the monster. So in other words, this is a scene where the protagonist sets themselves up to be the monster's final victim. So whatever they learn or realize here is going to once again up the stakes and now the time on the ticking clock is starting to really run out. And usually this scene occurs near the end of Act 2. So in the movie Alien, this is the scene where Ash reveals his big secret. So it turns out that the crew's real mission was to capture an alien and that no one back home expects the alien to actually be killed. They don't even really care if the crew lives or dies because it's all about bringing that alien home. And what's even worse to some of the crew is that Ash has been keeping this a secret the whole time. So it's a pretty big betrayal. And now for Ripley, she kind of has to make a choice what she's going to do about it. And her choice puts her on a direct path to becoming the alien's final victim. So key scene number four is a scene where the protagonist learns or realizes something that sets them up to become the monster or the antagonist's final victim. The fifth scene you're going to want to include in your horror story is a scene where the protagonist is at the mercy of the antagonist or the monster. So this is that core event of a horror story or the moment that readers or viewers have been waiting for since the beginning. And in this scene, the protagonist becomes the monster's final victim after the monster has killed off a handful of minor characters already. So in order to survive this scene, the protagonist has to somehow tap into or use a special gift, talent, or skill that only they possess. And here's something that's kind of fun about the horror genre. This scene usually shows up in two different forms because horror stories usually have a false ending. And we're going to go over that in an upcoming episode on the conventions of the horror genre, but let me show you what I mean in our example. So in the movie Alien, this scene occurs when Ripley is left to defend herself against the alien now that everybody else is dead. 
And in the first iteration of the scene, Ripley outruns the alien and gets into the escape pod right before the Nostromos self-destructs. So that's kind of our false ending. Everything seems like it's good, right? And then the second iteration of the scene happens when she's in the escape pod and she realizes that the alien is in the escape pod with her. So now she has to face the alien again, but for real this time because only one of them can come out of it alive. And I actually really love this about the horror genre because it just wouldn't be as satisfying if everything wrapped up all nice and neat without that kind of false ending or that, you know, second chance for the monster to really get the protagonist, right? So key scene number five is a scene where the protagonist is at the mercy of the monster. The sixth key scene you're going to want to include in your horror story is a scene where the reader learns whether or not the protagonist has survived the confrontation with the monster. So since we've already had a false ending, this scene needs to make it absolutely clear whether the protagonist has succeeded or failed. And there's something else that's unique to the horror genre, which is to leave readers with a sense that evil still lurks, or some evidence that suggests that the monster might return somewhere, somehow in the future, but one can never really know. So here in this last key scene, you're giving readers clarity on whether or not the protagonist survives the monster, but usually you're going to want to leave the monster's fate a little bit open-ended. So in the movie Alien, this is where we see Ripley defeat the alien on the escape pod, record her final report, and then go into hibernation. So it's 100% clear that Ripley defeated that alien and that she's going home. What isn't clear is the fate of the rest of the aliens out there. So we never really learn what the aliens wanted or why they attacked the Nostromos. We don't know how many more aliens are out there or what they might be planning in the future. So the main thread of the story has been resolved, but there's still that feeling that it could happen again at the very end of the movie. And that's that sense that evil still lurks. So key scene number six is a scene where the reader learns whether or not the protagonist has survived the confrontation with the monster and kind of what life is like now that they've survived. So those are the six key scenes that you need to include in your horror story if you want it to work and to evoke an emotional response in readers. And you might be thinking, okay, some of these are really obvious, Savannah, but but you'd actually be surprised how many drafts I see that are missing these key moments. And it's usually not for any real reason. It's just because writing a first draft is hard and it's just not easy to do all the things at once, right? So let's quickly recap what those six key scenes are. Scene number one is a scene where the monster attacks or threatens your protagonist in some way. So this is the global inciting incident that sets off the entire story. Scene number two is a scene where your protagonist ignores a warning and consequently ends up on an unavoidable path that's headed directly toward the monster. Usually this occurs at the end of act two. Key scene number three is a scene where your protagonist understands the true nature of the monster or the antagonist and realizes who or what they're up against. So usually this happens around the midpoint or in the middle of act two. Key scene number four is a scene where your protagonist sets themselves up to be the monster's final victim. So usually this happens because they either learn, do, or realize something that leaves them with no other option than to confront the monster at some point. And this normally happens around the end of act two. Key scene number five is a scene where your protagonist is at the mercy of the monster. So this is that big confrontation or the core event of the horror story. It's that moment that readers have been waiting for since page one. 
Key scene number six is a scene where readers learn whether or not the protagonist has survived and escaped the monster. So after the confrontation, what does life look like now? As a quick reminder, readers love these key scenes. So they're really the moments that they come to horror stories for. And I mean, everyone wants to see a scene where the protagonist has to face off with the monster, right? And and I'm sure it would be hard to imagine an enjoyable horror story where that scene doesn't happen because it would just be really disappointing. And that's kind of, like I said, what you're there to see. So long story short, don't leave these key scenes out of your draft. Use them to help you construct your story and then figure out how to deliver these key scenes in new and unexpected ways. And if you can figure out how to do that, you're not only going to write a story that works, but you'll probably gain fans for life too. Before I go, I just wanted to remind you that there is a freebie for this episode. It's a cheat sheet that lists out each of these obligatory scenes for the horror genre that you can download at savannagilbo.com forward slash horror. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.